This is Life with Cat Walsh. Welcome back, everyone. It's your host, Cat Walsh. I got lots of little fun things for us today. Uh, I got a couple stories that I want to talk about real quick. And then I thought this episode would be around the stages of a spiritual awakening. Obviously, the cat edition, because I feel like there's going to be, uh, I get the hunch, and I would love if you guys could reach out after to be like, girl, I have literally been through almost every stage you're talking about. And somehow I feel like that's validation in and of itself, because obviously, if you're listening to this and you've you've been on your own journey within, let's say, and you've had some pretty interesting things happen to you, things maybe outside the quote norm, uh, talking about them with other people is usually a challenge. So I figured, let me just say what's been, <laughs> like what that's, the process uh, has looked like for me and what stage I'm at and see, uh, hopefully if you're just like, cool, I'm at this stage or maybe we're at the same place. So yeah, I think this is going to be a little bit fun. Uh, if you are new to Life with Cat Walsh, this is a personal journal style podcast. I will say ums, ahs, I'm going to lose my train of thought probably maybe multiple times. I don't edit this because it gets in my way of creativity and then perfection takes over. So forgive me, you're going to get the very human version of podcasts Obviously, because usually when we look around, uh, everything is, you know, all the ums and ahs and pauses are taken out and it's all shiny and glossy and that is not this. All right. I have to give that little disclaimer just in case you're finding me right now. So let me talk about this first thing that came up today. Uh, So day started fine. I had the plan that I wanted to do this video about the uh, spiritual awakening stages and I had a conversation this morning around some, let's just call them the the real world life stuff. And yeah, just having to look at a few things like around finances and, and things of this nature. And it put me back down into this, uh, a familiar, a familiar energy of trying not to get pulled down into it. But like, obviously it wasn't it just all this stresses and the unknowns and what ifs and and the hows like started to come back up. And I then kind of was just like, okay, well, you know, it's okay. Energy changes, plans change. And if you're not feeling this recording, then don't do it. Right. And so I, I get on, I'm, I'm doing a little biking. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm riding the bike for a little exercise. And I had this sudden, I, sudden, I guess, let's just call it grace again. I'm, I'm, I was starting to connect, I guess, to just how amazing life is and how grateful I am to, to really have this experience and really, really being appreciative for just really what I've got right now, you know? And, uh, and then this, like the voice, you, we all know about the voice, right? It's us, but like the higher aspect of us, the voice comes into me and says, are you going to choose to stay in this, uh, like an old, I guess, like energy or pattern where it kind of deflates you, right? It takes the wind out of your sails when, when certain, you know, <laughs> life things come up, uh, are you going to choose differently? You know, you can, you can choose not to be afraid of this at all. You can choose in this moment to not 
let this now dictate your day. Just like that. And it's a choice. And sometimes it doesn't always feel like a choice, right? When we're really, really in it. Sometimes we just like to, you know, wallow in it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes we just got to feel our feelings and we don't always want to feel better. Uh, but that wasn't one of these days. Today, I wanted to feel better. I didn't, I didn't really, I was bored of this idea of being stuck in a familiar pattern. And so I just said, yeah, you know what? I'm going to choose to connect to this future self that already knows that everything is perfect. I have everything that I need. I'm absolutely fine. Everything's great. And uh, just like that, it really was just like that, that I decided. And I was like, oh yeah. And by the way, I can't wait to record today. I'm not going to let this shit like change how I feel. Why? You know, there's, there's two things we can do with the unknown. We could either fear it or just kind of like open arms, be like, am I okay right now? All right. Well, here we go. (laughs) I guess I'm just going to choose to be glass half full today. And so I just figured I'd share that because we can all probably relate to that, right? There's always, we get things happen and then there's always a choice. How do we want to be? And, and the thing is, it's all good, whatever the choice. Just today for me, it was, yeah, no, I want to stay light and bright. And so, and so I did. Uh, what's the second thing? Oh yeah. Okay. You guys, I just watched this movie last night called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Everything Everywhere All at Once. Okay. So this movie is such a trip, like straight up. It's a multi-dimensional, comedic, surreal fantasy. I don't know. Uh, but it is just, it, what I'll say is one, if you're into just multi-dimensional concepts and, and things of this nature, if you listen to this, you probably have some fascination with that. Uh, then, then check it out for sure. I think it's on, is it on Netflix? It might be. It's so funny. The writers even of this, these two writers, apparently they write like really weird films. And this is definitely a weird film, by the way. They write really weird films. And apparently it's been, the critics really like this particular film. And there's an article of them saying basically like, did we do something wrong? Because like too many people like it. Uh, but yeah, it, it's pretty weird, but, uh, I recommend it because if you're into it, I, all I'll say is in the first act, you're going to be like, okay, what, what, what is happening here? Do I like this? I mean, that's what it was for me, but then it really just, it just, whether it was for me, I just made the decision to like go all in on the world or because the movie made a turn can't, I'm not sure about that part, but yeah, it was cool. This is also making me think this is maybe like a third little point. Do you want to share this right now? Yeah, okay. I'm going to, I hear yes, because it's it's coming up for me. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, okay, so this, I guess it's a multidimensional concept, so bear with me. I'm I'm not as one of these like spiritual teachers that know how to talk about like really big, <laughs> like multidimensional concepts and like other worlds and things because like I'm just sorting out my life basically. So like, I don't know, but I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to articulate something that I feel like I've been experiencing that reminds me of this. All right. So, uh, the idea that, okay, we are, we are experiencing everything at once. All of our, uh, past, present, and future is existing right now. And this now moment, every possibility is attached to, uh, sorry, attached to the wrong word, but is, is possible in this now moment. Right. Okay. I've been ever since I was, I was talking to a friend, uh, at dinner the other week and 
I don't know, somehow something came up around like our background. I was just talking about how I, how I never, uh, I never grew up with money and uh, just like, just like lower middle class and just like money was always a thing, you know? And, and obviously that's still a pattern that I'm working out. You just heard me about this like finance thing. And, uh, but, but it's, I'm bringing a lot more awareness to it. And somehow I'm just, I mentioned this kind of like briefly cause I'm talking about our bigger points. And he says to me, um, he's like, really? I said it like it two different times came up and then he's like, honestly, he's like, that really surprises me. Like just being here with you. I was like, what surprises you? And he's like, just that money has like been a thing. He's like, honestly, he's like, you feel wealthy. Like you feel rich. And I was like, really? <laughs> I was like, sick. That's cool. And he's like, yeah, he's like, honestly, it's actually to the point where you, you actually feel wealthier than most people hang out with. And I was like, Okay, first of all, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And and then I joked with him and I said, "Well, you know what? I many years ago when I was in my 20s, I was told that I was going to be very wealthy later in my life." I was like, oh, "Cool, like but when? <laughs> like when, what do you mean later? Like am I going to be 70 or like 40, you know?" He didn't say. He didn't say, unfortunately. But anyway, um but uh, I've always kind of like held I'm also an 8 in astrology. I'm born March 8th and I'm also uh, a life path eight. And for those of you who know numerology, life path eight is like money and power. <laughs> and I was like, cool, 36 and still waiting. Here we go, folks. But um, what's cool is that like ever since this whole, you know, my trip on this journey, my psychedelic journey, my creation into life with Kat Walsh, I've always, I began to have like much bigger visions around just like creating uh yeah, like just like re real wealth in my life, and and uh, and from a from a place of just like integrity and and following flow, and and that's part of what I wanted to always talk about, and and so I said to him, I said, you know, maybe maybe what you feel is just a future me right now. Like I'm just I'm stoked that I'm actually embodying that feeling for you because maybe in this future like there's a version of cat that already exists that already has this all. I mean, that's just what you're picking up on. Cause we, we talked a lot about this kind of, we got, it was very otherworldly, our conversation together, which was a lot of fun. Cause I don't usually have that, get to have that opportunity with people. And we also talked about this idea of, I was also mentioning um, ever since I started trip on this, I've had many people now, I used to never get that I look like anyone Nobody would ever say to me, uh, like, you remind me of someone or you look like a certain person, right? But ever since I started Trip on This and just, like, ever since this point, I have a lot of people being like, do I know you? I get this a lot. Do I know you? And uh, I used to joke about it in my mind. I wouldn't actually say this to them. But I would think to myself, well, you do know me because I have a really big podcast and I'm doing all of these other things, like as I've got other plans and goals and stuff. And I was like, you know, but I was thinking about the podcast aspect. And I was like, well, yeah, because I have a, like a really big show about psychedelics. You know me. You just don't know me yet. You don't know me yet. But like you're just you're you're already in a version of like, oh, you know me from a future a future standpoint. And so uh, it's one of those fun things that I've had fun like playing with, but also the level of embodiment of that, because that's what they, all the spiritual gurus and everything that they talk about, right? Is how do you, how do you walk around like you're, how do I walk around now as if I'm like a big, 
podcast host and I've got like these cool retreats that are like super fun to go to and like, you know, all the things that I want to do, like I just walk around like I already, that's already is, you know? And so it was just like this like cool reminder of how I guess when like you continue to like embody that, that, that I, I feel like, and look, I, look, there's no way for me to prove this except just to say it feels every time it happens that I'm connected to my future. Every time someone's like, do I know you? And, I, and I've had a few times, like, are you an actress? Are you this and that? And I was like, no, no, I, uh, no. But then I'll say a podcast host and they haven't heard of it. I was like, yet. You haven't heard of it yet. <laughs> Until this moment. I'm going to talk to you about it now. But anyway. Um, all right. So should I get into the, should I take a deep breath? <laughs> let, me, let me breathe for a second. Sorry, I'm like so, so congested. Sorry, you guys had to hear that. <laughs> How is everyone? How are you guys doing? Is that, is that a cool story? I don't know if I just sounded like I was just like humble bragging so hard for like 13 minutes. <laughs> I guess I was, but, but I didn't mean it in a way to be like, look at me guys. I mean, maybe there was like a moment of that, but you know, whatever, let me have it. Let me have that. Um, but it really was like a bigger point because I feel like anytime that we are embodying ourselves, when like reality, what I guess I want to say beyond like a cool cat story, I guess, is that reality, the world mirrors us, right? And how we're feeling. And so however that translates for you guys, if you're not in a, obviously a, um, you know, a, a public position like I am, right? Like I have a, I have a public persona. Um, but whatever that is for you, whether it's about like, you know, you're a big cook one day, a big chef, and then people like suddenly the world starts something things start to mirror back a future potential of you, right? Like I call those, those are all the signs and synchronicities of life. So, um, yeah, I just had to, I basically had to just like first, uh, what's it called? Help my cause after this. Never mind, cat. Anyway. All right, folks. All right. The spiritual awakening timeline. I journaled this this morning because this idea actually came to me today. So, I'm going to, if you're watching this, I'm going to read a little bit of it, but I'm going to take you through what the journey has been like on my spiritual awakening, just to give you hopefully some validation that you're not alone. All right. So before the, before the, what I'm going to call my spiritual awakening is I was autopiloting all my life, right? Completely unaware of my patterns. I had no clue. I was just living life and being stressed and acting the same way to every, you know, if a certain kind of situation happened, I reacted basically the same way because I had no um, choice in the matter, in quotes, in that, in that time and space. Okay, so then somehow the awakening brings me to, I don't think I'm fine. <laughs> I'm not fine. And I need to do something, but I don't even know where to start. Boom, I have an ayahuasca journey. I was like, okay. Ayahuasca then sets me on the path of self-love. So then the self-love journey begins for me. And I and that just looks like a lot of different things I've talked about in other episodes, but bubble baths and going off of dating apps and just focusing and just doing things for myself that I really needed to do for myself. Then I find mushrooms, magic mushrooms, uh, big big game changer for me. Lots of understanding in patterns. I begin to see 
no longer, I'm no longer an autopilot now. And now I'm beginning to see all the ways that I sabotage myself, all the ways that I react like a robot to things, just a robotic reaction. And they began to put what I would like to call a pause. That's what mushrooms did for me. Just make sure that's on. They began to put a pause in between uh, reaction and response for me. That's a big game changer because now I'm starting to have a little bit of choice around how I'm deciding to respond to life. Okay, what's next? Yeah, more healing and breakthroughs. Okay, then I open myself up to a miracle or, or getting ready to level up in my life. And so I make, I set a prayer around, uh, please. Oh yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> I'm losing my own track. What, what, what happened in my life? This is, this is also, by the way, in the past, like, let's see, 2020, let's just start it at 20, 2020 really. Oh, I guess 2019 was the self-love journey. And then 2020 is when things start to get very conscious around this, uh, the, the spiritual awakening path. Uh, so I get to now breakthroughs, breakthroughs, the idea for trip on this lands. Okay. This all came from all of that self-love and believing I can do this. And not only can I like do it well, I can really do it for a living. That's really what, that was like the breakthrough of a lifetime. I then have a spontaneous mystical awakening right before the launch of Trip on This. I've gone into that in other episodes as well, but very long story short, for those that are new to me, I uh, it was on a mushroom trip, or I wouldn't. I was I had some mushrooms, uh, but some other very like very mystical, otherworldly things began to happen that I was starting to like not on mushrooms that I was that it was kind of like pushing away is just kind of like oh that's weird but like kind of like looking at it like stuff's like really changing and I'm having some weird signs and synchronicities and kind of like almost like paranormal things starting to happen I was like okay but like I kind of just I kind of thought it away and uh until this big spontaneous mystical awakening I had where I began to receive messages uh, from I, you know, my guides, my angels, my ancestors. I, I didn't know what it was at the time, but I just understood it was different. It's one of those things that it's like impossible to actually explain it or to really like know it as a listener, unless you've actually had your own experience of it. But just, and again, you don't, you can take it, take it as you will. And just, it's, it's my truth and I know what happened, but it's all good. However you want to, however you want to run that through your own filter. Anyway, that spiritual awakening then explodes a relationship I had with 12 of like my really close friends at the time. It wasn't directly because of that, but it, it was the catalyst of a massive friendship shakeup. If you want to hear more about that, listen to episode number two. I talk about that specifically in that episode about all of that. Uh, okay, so now my relationships... Like, oh my God, there's God, basically, is what happens. Holy shit, there's more than I ever knew. There's so much more than I ever thought. Okay, that's that was first. Then a massive friendship shakeup that I kind of knew uh, deep down almost needed to happen, which was also weird because I loved them so much, and yet it felt extremely aligned and also full of tons of grief because now I'm losing 
a bunch of friends. Uh, what else? Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, sorry guys. Can't even read my own writing. Oh yeah. Okay. So then, so then I'm like, lose these friends. I'm going through grief yet. God just came online quite literally for myself at least. And I then, then I'm just under this, like, oh my God, there's more to reality than I ever thought. But I didn't go any further than that. I'm at this point, I am completely unaware of even, I would have never called this a spiritual awakening because I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. I had no clue. I had not heard of anything spiritual awakening related. Mine started mystically. I don't know if that's a word, but you know. So I then go to a, uh, I'm very guided and led to go to this doctor. I'm going for, by the way, my, my knee and my hip, and I have some inflammation and I'm, I'm guided to see him. He's an intuitive doctor, uh, that uses kind of, you know, his intuition to basically help with, you know, get you off certain foods and supplements. And my friend had sworn by him. She's like, you must see him. I was like, I mean, okay, but like, I'm actually doing better in this and that. The, the amount of pushing that she, like, oh, she pushed me so much to do it that I started to go like, okay, like I, I'm, I clearly need to go for another reason. <laughs> I'm, I'm here at this doctor's appointment and the, the guy says to me, He's going through, he's like coughing and choking and trying to clear my chakras. I was like, so sorry. <laughs> it was the funniest. Like I literally felt talk about like trying to like you trying to go into an intuitive doctor and pretend you're fine. And then he's like clearing your chakras and like choking and like spinning and so, like, and, like it was, it was almost like so embarrassing. I was like, Oh God, is it that, is it that bad? <laughs> like, Meanwhile, I knew I was going through a lot because I had just been through like this uh, really, really difficult time in my life. Um, but then he says to me, oh my God, should I go into this? Okay. This is a longer episode. So if you need to listen to it in pieces, just do it. Cause I just feel like I have to add a few little details in that's going to make this all the more <laughs> like, exciting. Um, I had gotten a deck. I love this deck, by the way, it's called the light worker Oracle deck by Alana Fairchild. It's my personal private uh, uh, oracle that honestly, that deck saved my life during this time of grief and also awakening that I was experiencing. And one of the cards is was called, um, I'd never pulled this card. And it, this was like, in, I want to say it's in February time. And it said, invitation to connect. And this card was essentially saying that there are otherworldly beings that are benevolent beings uh, that are part of this like greater universe that wish to help humanity right now, uh, that wish to help Earth, and to wish to help this ascension that that people are on. Now, m meanwhile, like as the word even ascend, ascension, I, I had never heard it yet. So I'm reading this kind of for the first time, not fully like understanding the lingo of what I'm reading, and so it's it's got invocations, and basically it's saying like you're a soul that is open-minded enough to connect with these beings. Um, but you need to base, basically like bring it into yourself. Like you need to be, uh, like you need to invoke, you need to give the free will for their contact with you. And so I go through this invocation process asking for, you know, um, through the energy of Christ consciousness protected by, you know, my angels and guides 
that it's all of love and light and all that good stuff, right? Because obviously we don't want to just let any energies in our aura field or certainly any types of other beings in our field. Um, and so it was like all done, I, I would say like the proper way, if you will, in quotes. And, uh, and that was that. I went to bed and then I went to this doctor's office. Okay, so now he's choking and coughing, right, about my chakras. <laughs> and then there's silence for a while. Mind you, I had had my eyes closed because I was trying to keep in tears because it was just so, like, vulnerable. And for someone to see me so vulnerably, like, how I was really doing and feeling was very, it was a lot for me, to be honest. But then, I'm, finally, there's, like, silence for a, a long period of time to the point where I finally opened my eyes about maybe, like, three two or three minutes of silence, which is a long time, you know, like you're in a doctor's office. And I open my eyes and I see him just like grab his phone and he starts to uh, hit, he starts to like type in something and he's got this kind of like curious look on his face. And he goes, this is going to sound really weird. And I was like, okay. <laughs> he said, there's, um, there's a group of beings here that wish to make contact with you. And um, they're calling themselves Carrions, Carrions. Uh, and they said that you're very ancient and that you were, uh, 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 you're like an ancient soul, that you were a part of them. You were like a Carrion soul, um, obviously amongst other things, but that, that's who the beings that were here. And, and he said that they, they, uh, I'm sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. They said, uh, What'd you say, guys? Oh, yeah, that I don't like coming here. What's interesting is because I always said, like, I love life. I love people and all this stuff. And they and they were saying, like, I don't, as a, like, my soul doesn't love coming here because of just how dense and, like, painful earth can be. Um, but that it was part of, like, it was my choice that I was, like, coming back here to to do something. And they said that my my purpose or, like, my mission, they said it was, they said it was just to be a conduit and they said that it wasn't, it wasn't to, and they said not of anything specifically. They're just like, you're a conduit. And he's like, and my, the doctor like apologizes to me. He's like, sorry, that's not more specific because a conduit just means like a go between basically. And I said, well, no, that's interesting because I mean, I have a, he didn't know I even had a podcast. I had never, we just talked. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Cause I, I happen to, I, I have a podcast and I, I talk about these kind of things, uh, at times when the time calls like this and, and he's like, Oh, okay. Well, I, that's like, you're on the path then. And I was like, to, to speak through like whatever, whatever it is you receive. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, and so obviously you guys, as you can imagine, I'm like, wait a minute. First of all, I'm an, and I'm, I just have like my own spiritual awakening. I'm then guided to this guy. I, I then invoke like, yes, I can have interdimensional beings talk to me. The next day I have a doctor saying they're here, <laughs> they've arrived and they want you to basically to know this. Like anyone, now I'm deep diving. I'm like, I'm an alien, <laughs> you know, like, or it used to be like, what? Um, I then realize there's an entire community of people that call themselves starseeds. If you're listening to this, you've probably even heard of that term, right? And and uh, and realizing like, oh, am I a starseed? Is this okay? And so now I'm like, 
fascinated. I'm like trying to get every bit of literature around carrions and, you know, um, and all these other beings like Palladians and Arcturians. And I'm, I'm, I'm learning about just, and, and the, the thing is, is like one half of my mind is, is like, what the fuck? And then the other half felt seen. Like it was weird. It was like, oh, we got here. Like this, this a little alarm clock in my, myself was like, time to wake up, dear. And like, you're about to, you're about to have an inf, your world is about to get thrown upside down. And so then that moves into, so I go to, oh, I'm an alien. Then I realize, oh, lots of people are. Okay, sick. Then it moves into, uh, reptilians ah yes reptilians rule the government i'm like wait what what and i'm 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 now this is not the first i've heard of this but had you asked me way before this point about you know alex jones yelling about reptilians i would have seriously laughed and i i just have to say right here right here right now I, what, here's what I would say about like, do are reptilians real or do they exist? All this kind of stuff. Are they running the government? All I can say to that is, I don't know. I mean, it's still, there's a part of me that feels that's still hard for my mind to get a hold of. But I, at this point in my life, and I'll get to the stage that I'm at is just maybe, but I don't spend time there, but I won't get there. I'm, I'm jumping ahead. So I get to, okay, reptilians, wait, is that real? So now I'm like deep diving about all of this stuff or that, uh, you know, don't trust the media and, and the government. Right. So then I go through the stage of the spiritual awakening where everything is dark never nothing is as I, as it seems. I can't trust anything that I hear. Um, all of that. Right. I feel very grateful that that period of my life wasn't very long. I want to say it was probably about, mm, a solid two months of me being almost like pissed about <laughs> all of these, like this realization around, oh, maybe things aren't quite as they seem, right? Maybe things aren't quite as they are presented to us and really kind of like deep diving in that. I, I didn't get too far down in the conspiracy uh, world I'm going to put conspiracy in quotes because like some of them are and some of them, some of them are based in fact, you know? So like, I don't love the word, but like, you know what I mean? All of, all of that kind of stuff. Um, thankfully, and I say thankfully because that wasn't, that exposing corruption and, and things of that nature aren't what I feel is part of my soul's path in this life. And so I got to the stage of, um, are are, is diving into the shadows and the darkness and the conspiracy and the underbelly of what is potentially happening, is that, is that serving me in this life? Is this, is this where my highest alignment is um, for this, you know, consciousness rising on the planet? No doubt there are people that came in that they chose a path to show us... Um, the corruption that exists in the world. But that's not all of our paths, right? Or else it would actually be very dark if you think about it, because that's actually still fighting. But you've got like a group of people that are like, yeah, cool, that's their contract in this life. They're doing that. For me, I quickly got to realize, oh no, you you serve this greater whole by staying in love. 
you you stay you understanding, keeping your eyes open to not like um, wearing rose colored glasses, but not spending time feeding the fear of the other direction, right? And so, uh, okay, so that's that. Then I real that's then I get to yes, I called it the realigning stage of my mission, which is why am I here? What, what am I? What did I come here to do? <clears throat> you know, I was told, okay, I'm a conduit. Got it. Um, conduit to what? You know, and uh, and for me right now, I guess. Oh, okay. Then I get to oh, I'm part of the great awakening, right? I'm part of this great awakening of consciousness and all of this stuff. <laughs> so much it's hilarious like there's so much of the spiritual awakening has a lot of ego in it but like this is all the beauty this is the this is the working through this is why I feel like probably a lot of you are like oh my god cat me too girl I was like yeah I, I figured um because I feel like we're so similar in how we move through our our own evolution and development as as human beings um so it, then that moves into kind of like oh I should you know, I should tell people, um, I, thankfully I didn't overdo this, but like tell people more about the awakening and, and, and things and the rising consciousness and all of that. Um, thankfully that didn't also last very long because the thing is, is that it wasn't really coming from direct experience. It was coming from me hearing from teachers that resonated, but then I'm just sharing their belief. And then I'm not sharing my knowledge, I'm sharing, I'm regurgitating belief. So then I move into, oh, I'm part of the awakening. And by embodying it, just by simply knowing my own truth for myself and realizing that I am the conscious creator of my reality and that uh, uh, there's we live in a limitless universe and uh, there's no one to blame for anything in my life that maybe I haven't liked but myself. And really like owning uh, what it means to be a real powerful creator in this world. And and then finally to, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> That's where I'm at now. I'm in the, I have no clue now phase. And that this, this place feels really good for me. Um, because everything that I talk about in Life with Kat Walsh is experience. I will sometimes pull uh, teachings that have really resonated with me. And I'll mention that it's a teaching, right? That I've heard. Uh, but then I always like to say, okay, but have I lived that? Is that my experience? Have I had otherworldly, have I had my own downloads and understandings of the nature of reality? And if I have not, you know, like the reptilian thing, I have not personally had an encounter, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I had a weird, I had a weird, an interesting moment actually in, um, with that. Do I talk about that? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Actually. But again, it's like, it's hard for me to speak in fact for others. Um, and this is part of like, I always think of myself as a guide, not a teacher, like, like, like a guide, like, like I'm just, I'm just doing it a little bit maybe like if I'm, I'm, if I'm just a slightly ahead, like if you looked at my timeline of journey and you might be at a certain stage that I, that I'm not like the expert, I just might be a couple steps ahead. So I can tell you like, okay, here's what happened. You know, like that's kind of how I see my, my, how I can show up and be a conduit. You know what I mean? To just, to articulate what I think a lot of us are going through. Um, 
So yeah, I'll get into this reptilian thing. Uh, but but my where I'm at right now is uh, let's find out where where the journey goes. I'm gonna always keep y'all posted, and and that and I'm in a place of just I don't really know anything. I, I the, what I do know is that I know I know I'm not alone. I know that uh, that I experience miracles the more that I trust and surrender. I know that uh, I have had encounters that are inexplicable by the mind inexplicable encounters, so many things, uh, that what is real is real for me, you know? Uh, but, but I don't attach the idea that I know everything because it's just these little glimpses of being, it's almost like it shows you a glimpse just to show you how much you don't know. You know, it, it just suddenly just like blows your fucking mind just to make sure that you don't think you have any idea what you're talking about, you know? And like, that's why I feel like we get little splurt, splurts, <laughs> a splurt of a mystical awakening, folks, um, where, where just like you get honored to have an experience. And then it also just shows you like, you don't know shit. Uh, and it's a really wonderful, humbling place to be. All right. I'll, I'll end this with my little bit of, uh, my little bit of reptilian story here. So. I don't even explain it. Um, okay, I, I guess I'll take you back. This is long, guys. Should I do it now? I'm going to do it. I'm here, right? Y'all got pause buttons. All right, so to give you a little context about this reptilian story, it, it I'm going to take you back to a personality trait of myself, which is I, from to my conscious mind, I really believe myself to be like a really good person. Like I really love people and when I see like evil shit happening in the world, it is beyond understanding for me. Like it, it just, and um, like I don't, meanness is not like, I said something mean when I was in high school one time and I remember it was the last time I ever said anything mean like that again because of, I heard how, how terrible it felt in my body and how it landed on someone else. It was just like, got it, never want to do that again. Um, so, so just a little context around like how well-intentioned I believe that I am. Okay. However, what's interesting is when I, when I go to see spiritual people, all right, like people who read auras and things, I remember at this time, this is back before now, I don't, now I don't have this anymore because I've like owned all of myself, um, or I'm on the, come on now, cat. I'm on the pro I'm in the process of owning all of my shadow and light. Um, but at this, at this time, um, I was not. And so I was almost like afraid that I was going to like somebody who was really in tune or spiritual was going to see something about myself that I didn't want them to see. And there was no like real, it wasn't like in the, it wasn't actually even attached to this lifetime because I know in this life, like there is no skeletons in my closet that are just like, Oh God, you know, like, n no, you know, where, where there was this like real, like need to feel private. Um, but, but I could feel that I was like, it was almost attached to other lives where, um, where I was the bad guy in that life, you know, where I was the villain. And, um, and, and the thing is, is like, 
I, I guess that's the the realization of like as these multidimensional beings and 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 that we we've been everything right like that's at least from what I'm learning within my own meditations and 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 personal downloads and experiences is that I've been many things in many lives and many types of beings out here um and what's interesting is I was I was having this um I'm in this kind of like meditative state and it was really, really, I forgot the energy around it actually. Um, honestly, I actually think I was in like in more like kind of like sensual state, to be honest. I'm not going to go fully into what I mean by that, but y'all know, y'all know what I mean. Okay. Um, and I get this flash of basically like a, like a crocodile, crocodile being of, of types. And it like startles me a little bit. And, uh, and then I like closed my eyes again. I was like, that's weird. I'm like, why in the world would that like image just like flash in my eyes? And then it happened again. And, uh, and then I stayed with it this time. And it, and it said, uh, oh, and at this point, um, because of like, you know, I was talking about like all the bad things that you hear about reptilians and all the, all the things of like, uh, you know, just, just the negative and this, all this bad stuff. I had this like fear that like, I, Oh, not me. I could never be that, you know what I mean? Um, and so what's interesting is I can't believe I'm actually talking about this because this would be, I'm, I'm actually going to consider it like a real like jump in my own evolution. Cause I would, this is the thing I was literally afraid of was, I actually, I had a, somebody on trip on this, we were talking about alien encounters and things like that. And, um, we were talking about things and, and she was like, she was like, she told me, she's like, you should get this Palladian deck because you have a lot of Palladian energy. And I was like, oh yeah, I definitely will. Thank you. Um, but she also had like stopped because she was talking about a, a reptilian story. And I guess my face, like there was a some reaction that I did in my own face um, that like kind of gave her pause. Like, is she? <laughs> and I'm like, and then I was telling her about um, how I, how, I get when I was reading about the Carrions, remember guys, the the ancient race I was telling you about, apparently this is the stuff I can't, I can't confirm for myself. This has now been like literature that I've read. Apparently Carrions were um, one of the first basically like uh, species before human beings, like before like of this universal game and that they, and they were actually the parents of reptilians like they actually gave birth to the reptilians or the Drac draconians or whatever i don't know and um and and basically and and that the carrions at that side were on the darker uh, darker uh side of thing of the duality of of this earth light light and dark and so um i was telling her that and she was like oh that's i i feel like i i picked up on some of that actually when i had mentioned it like based on your reaction i was like oh yeah yeah, yeah. and i was like oh that's what you were feeling was i have this like i, I guess like a, a pull like a carrion lineage and um fast forward now again back to this like dinosaur type image coming up for me um the me then then the voice came right remember the voice the voice came and it said this is uh this is a lifetime where you've been this, that you have been uh, a reptilian in one of, of your infinite, of your infinite lifetimes. Um, actually, it said that there, there's been two. And that 
in the two, um, and obviously probably not doing some great shit, but, but that there was a part of me now in this cat, as we know it, uh, like, I think <laughs> fighting for like the light here, like team, team love and light. You know what I mean? Um, it was, she was ashamed that I, that I could have ever been on this flip side of the coin. And I had this like loving, like this loving ceremony then in this space, really uh, seeing this aspect of myself and claiming that part of me as well claiming this like other um, lifetime and being an aspect that I had really sh like, like shamed and thought like bad, bad guy, good guy, you know? And uh, so, yeah, so, so that, that happened. And here's the craziest part, guys. The next morning I was, by the way, I was dog sitting during this time. So I was at somebody else's house, like a family friend of ours. The next day I'm like walking in the morning and there is a big ass lizard in the house. The door wasn't even open. I mean, it was open like maybe like the day, or maybe, or maybe I'd opened it like that day, like in the morning to let the dogs out for a second. A giant lizard is, okay, I mean, not giant, but you know, a lizard is sitting in the middle of the, just staring at me inside the house. And I'm like, what? And I was like, oh shit. Like it was almost like the universe is like, just in case, you think you were just having this like weird daydream are like moments, like it felt powerful, but like, was that real? Was that not real? This and that. Then you're going to suddenly put a lizard in the house. I've, by the way, I've dog sit there many, many times. There's not, there's not lizards in this gorgeous home that they're in. Mind you, I'm not like out in the country. I'm in like more part California. And like, there's, there's no. And so then I'm trying to like shoo out this, this lizard and it, Literally, I'm even like touching it and it barely is wanting to move. It keeps just looking at me. And then I finally get it out on the, on the edge, like on, like right on the, the back, you know, the back, uh, step and it just turn around. It's just sitting on the step, like for, I don't know, 20 minutes, not moving anywhere. And then finally it went away and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, all right, folks. Anyway, is this episode, I can't wait for people to be like, okay, cat. Uh, sometimes you're just talking about normal human stuff and other times you're talking about um, uh, interdimensional beings. So <laughs> just keeping it fresh. Anyway, I hope you liked this. <laughs> Leave a comment. Hit me up if you've got any, uh, if you've had any of your own experiences too. Would love to hear it. I'll talk to you guys soon.